the school liaison officer program. You've got to follow the bouncing ball on this one. First Vancouver police were in the schools. The program had operated for decades. Then the school board kicked out uh, Vancouver police from Vancouver schools. That was a decision by the former Vancouver school board. Now the new school board has reversed that. Police back in to 17 Vancouver high schools starting this fall. Okay, we've got a terrific panel standing by to discuss this issue. Have a listen to the chair of the Vancouver School Board now last week after they voted to bring the police back into the schools. This is Victoria Young. A reimagined program will look differently. It will um, take into account all the information that we've gathered over the 2021 report um, and also all of the engagement we've done in the last month. We've heard from a lot of delegation um, and community members and stakeholders who have graciously shared their experiences. Okay, it was a close vote, though, 5-4 to four at the Vancouver School Board. Here is Vancouver School Board Trustee Lois Chan-Pedley. She was on the other side of it. It was very rushed. I don't think we gave it enough time to consider it, to hear from all the stakeholders and all the parties who are going to be impacted by the decision. Um, and uh, I'm disappointed we couldn't add more safeguards for students who identify as Black and Indigenous. All right, let's discuss it now. We've got both sides of it for you. Patty Backus, Georgia Strait columnist, former chair of the Vancouver School Board. Hi, Patty. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Mike. Just clarification, former Georgia Strait columnist. I've retired from that. <laughs> thank, thank you, Patty. And also on the line is Rob Rothwell. Rob is a former superintendent with the Vancouver Police Department. He's the author of the book 33 Years, The Unfiltered Memoir of a Cop. And he is also a former school liaison officer. Rob, thanks for coming on. Good morning, Mike. Thank you. Okay, thanks to both of you. Rob, let me go to you first. You're a former school liaison officer yourself. What do you think about this decision to bring police back into the schools? Well, I think it's a great decision. And, and I just want to say right off the top here that the police officers in the schools, at least in the city of Vancouver, are not an arm of the school administration. They're not there for enforcement purposes. They're there to work with the young people and to reach out to them. And I think really the key here is to reach out to those affected students that uh, are feeling uncomfortable with having the police there or, in fact, even fearing the police. I mean, those are phobias that need to be, in my mind, addressed and dealt with and resolved. And I really don't understand how driving a wedge between the police and those affected students is going to benefit anybody. Uh, so I really feel that we have an opportunity here to get into the schools, to reach out and to work, rather than to try and resolve conflict from being in separate silos, Mike. Okay, Patty, back us. What do you think of that? Well, I think um, the issue really is about the problems with the systemic racism and policing, the historical impacts on certain segments of our society, including Indigenous people and uh, Black people. We know they're disproportionately affected in the uh, being arrested, being incarcerated, being subjected to brutality, uh, death at the hands of police. That historical fact, it's a reality. Uh, to, to say that it's a, a phobia, I think it's almost a kind of gaslighting. I think people have legitimate concerns about the relationship between police and Indigenous people and Black people in our society. And that goes into schools. And parents are, I think, fairly, in some cases, concerned about police being in their kids' school, potentially criminalizing some students of color. 
So I think we, we really have to address the elephant in the room is we have a chief in Vancouver who denied the existence of systemic, systemic racism in policing. I think that's where the problem is. And to suggest it's kind of really what we're talking about is kind of a public relations function. And I think the wedge has been there for years, but for very good and real reason, um, not yeah. just a public relations uh, exercise. Rob Rothwell, your thoughts? Well, I think, Mike, you know, we all want the best for all students, uh, including those that are affected. But it's not a PR campaign. It's far from that. You know, children growing up today are exposed to child luring, sextortion, gang recruitment, drugs, the fentanyl crisis, you know, and, and the police are there to provide hopefully some education around that, some reassurance and work with them and work with various programs within the police department that are intended to support youth going through those difficult times. And I can tell you that as a school liaison officer, when I was in school, and I know we're going back a few decades here, Mike, but you know, the problems don't change. They only get more complex. It's the politics that are the problem here. So back when I was a school liaison officer, I had a student uh, disclose to me incest within her family. I had uh, students disclosing domestic violence and bullying and things like that. And those students were not about to pick up the phone and dial 911 or go to their parents about those problems. And they're very serious problems. And, you know, they've, I developed a rapport with students and they felt comfortable coming to me with those issues. And I'll further say this, that within the school that I was in, which was a large East Vancouver school, there was... A significant um, indigenous population uh, of students and in fact there was a separate program that ran parallel to the uh, traditional school program for indigenous youth and I spent a lot of time in that classroom and we had a, a great time I I felt very well accepted in there I didn't feel any barriers between us and uh, and I think that I enhanced uh, the relationship that we had and brought them some uh, degree of comfort and confidence in moving forward in today's world so you know, to pull the police out really is a huge step backwards in my view. Okay, Patty, what do you think of that? Well, I would say that, you know, like school boards, including Toronto, Hamilton, Wentworth, Edmonton, Calgary, Peel, York, Waterloo, Ottawa, Carleton, are all moving in the direction of getting police out of their schools because of these historical problems. I would argue that issues like incest, domestic violence, bullying are best handled by school counselors who have the training to work in an age appropriate with students in an age appropriate manner. That we don't require people in uniforms and with uh, weapons in schools to deal with uh, really what are problems that should be taken to school counselors. So you know, well, I I absolutely have met many. Uh, SLOs in my time on the Vancouver School Board. I was there eight years. Lots of great officers doing really good work. But that that's my perception. What I heard in the 10-month review that the Vancouver School Board did, the previous board, was that that is not the experience of all people. My perception as a white middle-aged woman is very different, perhaps, from uh, a young Indigenous mother whose family has a history of residential schools that uh, police dragged them off to, that perhaps had someone in their family who in, was taken on a starlight tour in Saskatchewan by a police officer, perhaps someone who was harmed during what should have been a wellness check, that what the Vancouver School Board did in the previous board was listen to people, engage people, invite people in to discuss and hear from people who have a different lens that they see these things through based on their own right. history and their, and their, their family. Rob, uh, what this board has done is rush to a decision just very quickly after being sworn into office without taking that time to listen and understand how police are perceived by different populations. Rob Rothwell. 
I think what they're actually doing here is subjecting those young people to a lifetime of fear and concern about the police rather than trying to work and heal uh, whatever uh, conflict exists between the, or the, the police and, and the young people. Uh, why would we just allow them to carry on feeling that way? I, I just find it like abusive to say that, oh, well, you know, they've got these concerns and fears and, and I'm not, uh, you know, those are legitimate concern, concerns and fears, but why wouldn't we work together to try and resolve them so these young people can grow up without feeling uh, intimidated by the police and passing that on, you know, cyclically to other generations? It's time for intervention, it's time to work together, and it's time to heal. That's my position. Patty, what do you say to that point that, you know, rather than removing police officers from the school, doesn't that drive like a permanent wedge between people? I think the police need to heal themselves. I think the police need to seriously address systemic racism within policing. We've just recently seen this debacle over the attempted apology to an Indigenous grandfather and his granddaughter who were arrested for trying to open a bank account uh, and, and how the police couldn't even deliver on that apology appropriately. Until the police have addressed and acknowledged the problems, the systemic problems, I'm not talking about specific individuals. There's lots of great, wonderful individuals working for the police, but systemically there are still issues. I hear parents tell me constantly that when their young boys become teenagers, if they're Indigenous boys, Black boys, they have very careful talks with their sons about how to interact with police so they don't get hurt. Not just the talk I had with my kids. This is a different level. I think there are legitimate concerns and fears that these parents and, and young people have about their potential interactions with police as the police are now. I think okay. those issues need to be healed before we tell kids that police are your friend and they're safe to go to, because that's simply not always the case, unfortunately. Okay, Rob, Rob, I know you'd like to respond to that, but let me fit the break in here as we must do, and then we will come back with more. We're talking about police in schools, the school liaison officer program back in, voted back in by the Vancouver School Board last year. They want police back in schools in the fall. We've got both sides of it here. Patty Backus, uh, she's opposed to the program. Rob Rothwell supports it. All right, welcome back as we continue discussing police officers in schools. My guests are Rob Rothwell, former VPD at the, uh, former superintendent at the Vancouver Police Department. He's 33 years as a police officer. He's a former school liaison officer in an East Vancouver school. Patty Backus, former chair of the Vancouver School Board. Lots of calls here. Ron in New West. Hi, Ron, go ahead. Yeah, um, we had, uh, I'm, I'm 63 years old, in the mid-70s. We had a police liaison officer in our school. This is north of Montreal. And it was very controversial at the time, especially amongst the uh, students. You know, a lot of students went around calling her the narc and different things like that. But it gave an opportunity for students to be able to solve some of their problems. And one of the things that came out of it, we had a dentist across the street from the school who was selling drugs to students. And it was found out because of a student reporting to our NARC. And uh, he was arrested, lost his dental practice. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that was a, a beneficial thing uh, in the long run. And, you know, when it comes to racism with the police, they're like anybody else. They see, you know, what they observe in their day-to-day practice and they act upon it. And it's hard for them not to become racist to a certain degree. Uh, what we need to do is address uh, the cause about that. Well, no, it's just know, you know, a cop doesn't have to be racist, but uh, uh, Patty Backus, what do you think about his first point? Um, you know, I've seen great work done by school liaison officers. There's no question. There's been uh, I've seen interventions with students that were really well handled. I've seen them uh, prevent crimes before they start. 
But that really isn't the issue in this decision. This decision is about centering the voices of those who say they feel harmed, they feel anxious, they feel intimidated. It is the job of school trustees to ensure every child feels safe and welcome in school. And if groups are coming forward saying, we don't feel safe, and if these groups are the ones who typically haven't had been as successful in school as others, it's the trustee's job to look at that and think, how do we fix this problem to ensure every child can thrive at school? So it's not about necessarily what you know, a bunch of middle-aged white people think of the program. I want to hear from people who say this is a barrier to them being successful at school or even coming to school. Or when a parent comes forward, and I heard this because I actually listened to all the meetings, read the reports during consultation, I heard Indigenous mothers talk about feeling uncomfortable seeing a police car outside their child's school because of the history of uh, disproportionate apprehension of, of children from their families and other, right. other historical issues uh, that I would say root right back into systemic Ro- racism. Rob Rothwell. You know, Mike, um, um, Patty actually raised the issue of uh, the Maxwell Johnson apology, and I just want to address that for a moment, because the unequivocal voice out of that process, out of that ceremony, was that the police need to be involved in order to advance any kind of uh, reconciliation. So my question is, how does removing the police from the high schools uh, and essentially institutionalizing the fear that these students are feeling, how does that advance reconciliation or in any way a relationship uh, between uh, the young people and the police and government and authority and so forth? So, you know, uh, to, to remove the police again, it eliminates that opportunity to work with them rather than to try and uh, or rather than to suggest that, yes, uh, you, you know, your fears of the police are valid, but we shouldn't try and resolve it or work on it or, or uh, provide you with a future that would be you know, right. more comfortable and, and not, not as fearful. Back to the phone calls. Michelle in Vancouver. Hi, Michelle. Go ahead. Hi there. Uh, yeah, it's Hi. a tricky situation because they've basically uh, voted to uh, move forward with this. And yet we can clearly hear how disproport, like a majority is now ramming through something that disproportionately affects a significant minority. We're not listening to the Indigenous peoples. That's basically counter to UNDRIP that the, that the ABC has to follow now with the city of Vancouver. So now we're in this big mess, right? Like, they, how are they going to reimagine this in a way that's going to basically listen to all these rights holders? It's, it'll be really okay. interesting to see how they move that forward. Okay, I think you raise a good point because, and Rob, for your thoughts, the school board has said they're open to changing the program, right? Like you heard the, yeah. the, the school board chair there say it would be a reimagined school liaison officer program. So there's been talk about take the police officers out of uniform when they're in the schools. Do not have them uh, armed. You know, you don't want them to have a sidearm on their, on their, you know, a gun on their hip while they're going through down the hallway of a school. Do you have any thoughts on that? Listen, Mike, I am quite confident that uh, we could all sit down and figure out a reimagined school liaison program that would address those concerns uh, and and would still bring the benefit of policing. So, yeah, it, you know, it may well be time to tweak the program and reimagine it and improve it for everybody. But I think to throw it out is really throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And it's a big mistake to do so because doubtful we'd ever get it back. And this is a program that ran for 50 years very successfully with all kinds of accolades around it. And even Patty herself is, you know, confessing uh, around the benefit that uh, officers have brought to students. Um, so, I, I really hope that we can sit down and resolve it and find uh, some uh, some consensus okay. on the program. Okay, pa- Patty, you get the last word. You got like thirty seconds here. 
Well, I think it was a bit irresponsible to pass a motion to reimagine something which is very vague. No one really knows what that means. I think they should have sat down and tried to work out a proposal for a program that that could get buy-in from all groups and could get support. They didn't do that. They rushed to fulfill, I would say, a kind of a, a reckless political promise without taking the time after uh, you know the school board spent a lot of money in the last board uh, doing this 10-month consultation review and I would say for those of us who actually paid attention to it and listened to what was said it really moved our opinion it certainly affected mine it, it, it really mm. I was quite after listening to that and, and remember eight out of nine trustees voted to get rid of the program the ninth who didn't vote for it said the motion didn't go far enough so everyone mm. unanimously including trustees who were elected on the more right side of the political balance after they heard from those people. That's the value of process and consultation is you actually learn if you listen. Okay. And in this case, these trustees did not take the time to do that. Thank you, Patty. Patty Backus. Thank you, Rob Rothwell. Really good discussion. I appreciate your time.